Welcome to the Meeting Your Soul podcast. I'm Fairy, your host. My throat sounds very scratchy, but that's okay because I'm just feeling a little under the weather. But I do have two lovely guests here, and we planned this in advance, so I knew I had to make it happen, and I couldn't be more excited for this conversation. So this is Artie, this is Stacy, and we all work at um, Windermere Abode Lakewood together. We're all real estate agents, but outside of that, we definitely have had a lot of philosophical conversations about life and just like healing generational trauma and never say at surface level which is one of the many reasons why i appreciate both of you guys and also wanted to invite them onto the pod so can you give a little overview of like who you are in this world and how you show up just so that people get a little bit of a background on you yeah i'll i'll start thank you <laughs> stacy's kind of nervous <laughs> i'm like hmm, who am i who am i to answer it right now uh, let's see. So I, this trip around the, this, this life trip is, um, a little easier than the last ones, but oh. I've still had many difficulties. Um, I was born fourth generation into the Jehovah's Witness religion, um, which is, a if you don't know, it's a high control oppressive, AKA cult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, a lot of my self-esteem and my judgment, uh, trust issues all stem from that world. Being raised within that environment. Yeah. yeah. And so my whole life has been just a um, existential, like a long existential quandary. So yeah. I've, I was a, a single mom at a young age. I put myself through college. Um, I went to school for ethics, uh, mm -hmm. self and society and minor in religion. Um, I've always been a caretaker, yeah. um, just trying to find my place. I feel best when I'm caring for others. Um, so I've cared for aging adults. Um, I've was raised in the antique business. So mm -hmm. my assessment of value has always been a really big topic. Um, and that goes beyond material items. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of mental illness in my family. So I've, um, had to also assign value to marginal ideas and marginal people and marginal everything so it's been an interesting journey but um i'm happy where i'm at and i'm thankful for the opportunities i've had um and i want to share what i've learned because it's taken a long time to learn things i'm happy to, to share with other people if it makes their lives any easier absolutely and i think that that's ultimately why we're all here right mm -hmm. is to be able to take our experiences to be able to share the lessons learned to hopefully make the road easier for mm -hmm. others that are going down similar paths mm -hmm. and um have you gotten your past life regression done i have not because i'm not emotionally i don't have the emotional fortitude to do it yet oh, but i am okay. sorry i hit that okay. but i am working <clears throat> towards getting there it's okay. kind of like the ayahuasca trip yeah like i'm not quite ready i feel like i want to be ready like I could easily go on the ayahuasca trip on my own. So yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I need a drug to necessarily take me there. I'm a little concerned yeah. about that in general. Yeah. But I've done past life regression and it was just such a eye-opening experience. Mm -hmm. It really brought to light some of my, like, like I'm not um, irrational, but slightly like some major fears that mm -hmm. I have that I didn't truly understand why I had them. And it brought light to those. So anyways, mm -hmm. when you said this trip around and I was like, I've got you <laughs> past lives really like, uh -huh. talked about. I already know there's some dark stuff. That's why I'm just kind of like, yeah. I'm going to just wait until I figure out like that I'm secure right now before mm -hmm. I dive into some like heavy stuff. Cause yeah. the grief and shadow work that I've done in this world right now yeah. has been so heavy that like i can't imagine bringing in more heavy shadows at this moment yeah. so i'm just chill it's cool yeah good 
no rush. Thanks, yeah. No mm-hmm. rush. Take it when it comes, yeah. you know? Yeah. You feel ready. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. <clears throat> yeah. um, all right, Susie. Oh, man. This might be my first trip around. <laughs> so I think it might be my first trip. Maybe I've been here before or somewhere, but I'm, uh, yeah, I grew up here in Tacoma and um, the oldest of four kids. Mom and dad are still married. The family's all together. I went to Catholic school, so kind of a little bit of a cult, in my opinion. (laughs) Um, Some religious trauma. Yeah, there's some religious trauma for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I'm simple right now. It's my first, yeah. You're like, I think this is my first trip. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think so. I think this is the first lifetime for me. Mm -hmm. But, um, cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. All right, so... What I wanted to go into with this, within this conversation, because we were talking about this the other day, and actually, you know, did you guys see this trend, like, tap in if you're 21? Yeah, I did. It's, it's all on Instagram. It's like, tap yeah. in if you're 21. Like, tap a picture of, like, when you're 21. Oh. And so then I, like, went to my 21st birthday, which was in Vegas. I saw your post. I yeah. didn't know it was a thing. Yeah, I was like, it's a thing right now. And I, like, so, and then I was like... I was such a fucking hot mess. I was like, that was just all like, I'm like, yeah, like, look so cute. I'm like, I was wiling all weekend. I was just like, and I was like, damn, we were like, anyways. So then I was like, man, I wish, if only I knew uh-huh. all the things I knew now that I know, like, knew that I know now that I could have known back then. And also, like, one of the key things was just like not using direct drinking as my coping mechanism mm-hmm. that I had mm-hmm. used, and I definitely abused it for a very long time. Anywho, so then I was like, Let's have this be the conversation. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, what could be lessons that I've learned, that you've learned now, <clears throat> that you would then tell your younger self? And maybe go like one and then back and forth, mm-hmm. and then we can kind of just talk, discuss mm-hmm. through it. So mm-hmm. who would like to go first? Well, first, how drastically different our experiences were. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was the DD on my 21st birthday for my abusive drunk husband. Oh, my And gosh. I had a baby at home. And uh, my whole world was completely different than most people's 21st. Yes. <laughs> and my birthday's on New Year's Eve. Yes. So mm. every birthday, I've always been a little leery to get yeah. loose because everyone's getting loose. And I'm like, well, this is, seems unsafe. And so I'm usually sober. But now I stay home and then I have a couple. So that's <laughs> way, way more fun just to stay home. Because um, don't you and your boyfriend you just dance at yeah, home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which usually... Eddie is an incredible dancer and just like graceful and all the things. I love, so. I love dancing. So it is nice to stay home and drink at home. Mm-hmm. And he makes me a cake every year and we dance. So that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I could go back to the proverbial 21-year-old who I was then, mm-hmm. um, the first thing that I would tell myself is that my judgment is worthy of trust. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much so wow mm-hmm. is, what do you feel like was there a defining moment where that really came into like a truth for you that you recognize like if I don't trust myself mm-hmm. this is going to either harm me or there's a lot of benefit that can come from me trusting myself last year oh just last year mm-hmm. okay yeah it's and it was a journey that has taken two decades mm-hmm. of trying to figure out 
why don't I, you know, why can't I listen to myself? Why do I feel like I need to ask somebody else for this? And why, why do I always feel nervous when I'm saying something or if I'm making a decision or why, you know, and, and then I, those were, that's how I started was these whys. Why do I feel so weird when I'm trying to make a decision? And then it ended up being identifying the whys and going, okay. And then admitting that those things really did affect me. Like, these are the things that made me the way I am. Mm -hmm. And then the second, the third step was to figure out how to incorporate those without letting them rule me. Like, instead of saying this part about me, I don't like, and I need to get rid of it. I just went, it's okay. That's part of who I am. I'm going to take it under my wing, let it just nest somewhere deep inside and just let it know that it's not in control anymore. And that I do have judgments that are worthy of trust. I can trust myself. Yeah. Which I think trusting yourself is one of the biggest, (coughs) excuse me, journeys of life. Because Mm -hmm. there is this moment where like, especially if you've had moments where you made bad judgment, Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you really recover from that? And also Mm -hmm. then when you've had good judgment, it's like, you need to build up those so much more to be able to really get a solid foundation. Yes. But yeah. And your your intuition plays into it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Very intuitive too. Excuse me. And the intuition part, if you suffer from, or if you're, however you want to phrase it, some people say if you're a victim of, if you suffer from, if you, whatever, from any complex trauma, Mm -hmm. you can't trust your own intuition because your intuition is hardwired in your neuro pathways Mm -hmm. to react a specific way, danger, security, like it has this fear and scarcity directive for how it functions. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn how to like counteract my intuition like if i feel like this is scary maybe it's not actually scary maybe i'm feeling scared because it's a challenging thing and it would actually be good for me so being able to just like turn it and move it and look at it from different angles and just being still meditating being still long enough to just let the actual answer come forth and then go okay so i initially felt this way my intuition might be wrong let me look at it from all these other angles it's yeah. it's a lot of work. Totally. But when you get there, it's like, oh, I feel so free. Well, and it's because, like, okay. you've then, re- honestly, <laughs> reprogrammed your brain. Like, you've really absolutely like, how it works <clears throat> and recognize like, this was how I was raised. This is how I've learned to survive. Mm-hmm. And now let me shift this because there's a new, I can operate in a different way yeah. now. And that's more rooted in who I am. Mm-hmm. And the experiences I've had have now fueled me to be able to believe in like what those little nudges are. And that's, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And also to not feel shame or um, resentment about what occurred that made you feel that way originally. Yes. And I think that that's one of the harder ones for me. And I think definitely doing shadow work is key in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I love that. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing. Yeah. yeah. This is why I was like, you guys got to <laughs> We got to talk about these things because like, you're so mindful of like, you're so like, it, it, and it maybe appears this way because you've done the study, but mm-hmm. it's like, you're so unbiased about it. You're, it's very matter of fact, mm-hmm. or at least it appears. And you're also a Capricorn too. Yes. Yeah. So I think yeah. you're like, this is how this is went. Yeah. I am now working on this and now we are moving past this. Yeah. And now this is the new stage. Although I do have to say that I spent too long doing... Mm-hmm top-down therapy yeah. and that doesn't actually work for me yeah. and for many of the people that I know and sure. many of the people that I watch that are currently in top-down therapy I go yeah. that's not really working mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and so even though I'm a Capricorn and I am logical when it comes to systems I am also um, extremely 
uh, somatic, somatic and and like I focused on ethics mm -hmm. for my learning Ex ethics and existential you know the the ability to understand that other people have different perspectives and there's it's it's so faceted and there's so many variables and how could you ever even pretend like you have an answer when there's this many well there's so variables. many different yes exactly. yeah so so it's like I feel like my whole life you know I've just kind of figured out how to go okay 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 <laughs> yeah all right yeah to so. be able to incorporate that somatic work and to like dive mm -hmm. into that but then also recognize like you are a logical <clears throat> being and that does actually like that is a strength of yours mm -hmm. so then being able to utilize both equally mm -hmm. nice yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right <laughs> all right Stacey, come on in oh man i think my um what i would tell my 21 year old self first of all i probably could never find a picture because <gasps> That was a long time ago. <laughs> I cannot do that little Instagram thing. Um, but I do remember my 21st birthday, my parents threw a surprise party for me. It was, it was um, a little frightening because I'd never drank in front of my parents ever. My friend took me out and I had some cocktails and I thought we were going to do something else. And then I went back and I was like, oh. Hi, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> like, anyway, yeah, it was awkward. Anyway, my twenty. So my, I would tell my twenty-one-year-old self to just be who you are, be who you are inside, because forever I've just hidden who I am, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. So I would definitely just start living then, because like Artie just said, the last this last year. Mm -hmm you finally balanced out. Well, just like, same with me in the lot in my 56th year, my 55th year here. Um, I finally, I finally am becoming true to myself finally. And I'm still trying and I get a lot of help from this one. A lot. That's what friends are for. Yeah. So, so just yeah, be true. Don't hide who you are, and you know. And I'm I'm so mad at myself for waiting this long to do it. But I guess better. Better late than never. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you feel like was a turning point for you? I think I just got tired of pretending. It's just you know true. I just got tired of pretending and. You know, like one of the things, it being in real estate too, back when I started, it's like you have to look a certain way and wear certain mm -hmm. clothes and this and that. And then as soon as I just started to become myself and who I felt like on the inside and the outside, yeah. it just, everything got better. Mm -hmm. Everything gets better. Well, and I think you're able to sync up with people that are more attuned to who you really mm -hmm. are. And then sure. you're generally like mm -hmm. enjoy the company that you keep. Yeah. Right? Because it is yeah. like more representative of like the person you are within your yeah. Sure. yeah. For sure. And people are drawn to you because they're like, oh, she likes what I like. Yeah. Yeah. In, sure. in, uh, in, in work and in life, mm -hmm. the friends that I surround myself with, like, mm -hmm. if I wouldn't have been doing some of the self work or starting it, I, we probably wouldn't be in each other's lives. Right. Right. Because we weren't, yeah. Similar interests, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. To be able to like do the work and be. I love do doing it. it. I love talking about it. I'm in therapy. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. all of it, and I love um, questioning myself all the time. I'm like, wait, why am I feeling this? Mm -hmm. um, well, and it's like being curious. Like, yeah. why do I think this way? 
why am I approaching it this way? Is this because of what I think I should be doing? Mm -hmm. Or is this like genuinely right. like how I feel mm -hmm. about a particular yeah. topic? So yeah, that would be it. Just, man, I feel like I wasted so much time, but mm. I'm making up for it. Well, your second life will be really cool. Hell yeah. With a lot of knowledge. Oh, I can't wait. I know. Well, also, like, and even, sorry, this is me, the optimism in me. It's like, even within this lifetime, though. Like, oh, yeah. If this is the second stage within it. Because I think we've all experienced something to where we felt like, why did I waste time living mm -hmm. this world mm -hmm. in this way? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, okay, lesson learned. Because I tend to, like, ruminate on things. So it's like, I recognize that was a mistake. I can now recognize it's a mistake and now I'm moving on from it and now I'm incorporating the mm -hmm. lessons and I'm right. using that as I evolve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now that I've done that, now I'm able to show up more fully and connect with people that feel more authentic mm -hmm. and true yeah. to who I really am. Yeah. I would say I've also been in a similar boat with yeah. that too. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely get literally that. feels like this is my, like I'm having my second life within this one life. Yeah. Well, time doesn't really exist. Truth. <laughs> So <laughs> I always say that. What is time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so wasting up. time doesn't really. Yeah. That's not a real. You didn't waste any time. You just. Yeah. Time you took an you, illusion. There was there was some moments where you did some things and you learned from yeah. them and you're going yeah. forward. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, yeah, yeah yeah my my therapist dude he's like you have an entire lifetime to live now True. you have this mm -hmm. the whole second half so do what you want. Yeah, mm -hmm. and live every moment to mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why I always say, because mm -hmm. I'm yeah, because we are here living, and like all we do have is the moment. So what do you want to do with it? That's so crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. I, I like, do like. What do I want to do with this day? This life. Yeah, like I was on a hike with someone, mm -hmm. and I'm like, every step we take, we're moving into the future and leaving the past behind. And we were in the mm -hmm. woods, and I, she's like what and I'm like, <laughs> like right now we're we're just here in this moment but as soon as we move forward you're also we're leaving the past, the past. it's and we're she's like the past and yeah she's yeah. it was so funny but but the future and the past don't actually exist i don't know man <laughs> because the only stuff that matters is the one that you're taking in that moment yeah. i know so we, but we all dwell on the past sometimes i am very susceptible i'm also a cancer so we tend to live in the past more mm. than us yeah do i i'm are you a cancer? I'm a Sagittarius. Oh. She's Sag, man. She's Sag. Sag, bitches. What up? <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens to the <laughs> But yeah, so it was just weird to think about that. It you is. know? Yeah. I, I understand the analogy, though, that you're creating. Or is it a metaphor? Would it be a metaphor analogy? This is the writer, so this is why I'm asking Yeah, her. I kind of, I blanked out for a second, so I don't, I don't have the answer at this moment. <laughs> I'm blanked out. She'd have to, we'd have to Wait. rewind. <laughs> She's like living in the past. Like, like, blanked out. <laughs> you think of Will Ferrell, remember when he like answered, and he's like, he came back, he's like, sorry, I blanked out. What did I say? <laughs> did I just talk? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, it's a metaphor? Living metaphor. in the past? What? Which what part? Each step that each step is like as you take oh. a step forward you're leaving the past behind and you're mm -hmm. moving into the present moment and i do think that because there's like because you can metaphor. Yeah, metaphor would be okay because then you look behind you and like you can see the physical space of where you've already walked yeah. and that's like kind of looking to the past of like <laughs> looking behind you of where you've been mm -hmm. but then again all that we really have control over is that step because who knows what the fuck's you gonna do happen. you could step on a rocket slide on the side of the hill mm -hmm. holy or smokes. you could like start flying who knows? Sometimes that has nothing to do with the step you're going to take. It's where your feet are right now. 
Yeah. Where are your feet right now? I know. You guys. We're, just looking at We're going in. It's so good. It's so good. And then she was like, I'm like, so you're living in the future and I'm still in the past. Well, we were from hiking. your perspective. Yeah, from your perspective. Right. And then yes. she's like, well, come stand beside me so we can move through this together. Aww. Yeah. Aww. 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 <laughs> We're the monkeys. <laughs> People say we monkey around. We're moving into the future. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, back on track. Oh okay, yeah. So uh, thank you for that. <laughs> anyway, the whole my whole point was I yeah I'm be yourself. Be yourself and live in the moment and just do you. Yeah. Do you boo? Mm -hmm. Do you boo? I just did a podcast. Did you see my most recent podcast? No. That was the title of it. What? Yeah, it was literally That's released funny. on Tuesday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Always. Okay. <laughs> Mm -hmm. this, this is okay anyways we won't go into the psychological um or the psychic connections that happen to all of these mm -hmm. <laughs> but okay okay i will then just for one second just because this is made me laugh but i do believe okay so i always say there's certain colors that like or like when i go see someone and i'm thinking about something and i have like i literally because i ask like god universe whatever you want to say i'm like mm -hmm. okay this is the color so if anything comes up with this particular color this is a reminder that this is me heading in the right direction or it's like a signpost or an animal omens like i always mm -hmm. like but i call them out and i request them so that it's easy for me to mm -hmm. like kind of distinguish where to move within life numbers all that kind of stuff and so you two are two people that always have the colors always have the things literally every single time it switches and stuff i'm like really i'm always like <clears throat> but i was purple so purple was been my like main point of color that i always use and then and then but then i've been like on this red kick obviously and then we're both so then i was like purple and red are my colors right now and then you guys came Aww. purple and red and so then i was like this is gonna be a great podcast yeah <laughs> okay that's a complete aside if you believe in that you believe in that cool. <laughs> um, so lesson number two for you uh lesson number two to my 21 year old self <sighs> is that uh my thoughts do not control me mm. or I am not my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. When did that one come up? Because I, when I learned through yoga, like mm -hmm. kind of that whole, the power of my mind mm -hmm. and just like how that's really shaping my reality. Mm -hmm. But, and I'm definitely within Eastern philosophy, but I'm just curious how that came into fruition for you. Um, I think how or when was your question? Mm, both. Okay. I think that throughout my life, because of the way that I was raised, um, you know, I was taught that there was this oppressive celestial dictator that could hear everything and anything that I thought and that there was all these rules and there was all these scary things that would happen if I had thought something bad, you yeah. know, don't touch yourself, like all these things. Yeah. So as a child, I remember having very natural Mm -hmm. but intrusive thoughts yeah. and I, and they would scare me and I would, mm. my own mind scared mm. myself to the point where I dulled my own wow. self yeah. just to survive. Mm -hmm. And so then when those intrusive thoughts would come through, it was, you know, scary and I felt, I felt shame and I yeah. felt, um, uh, dirt, I felt gross and scary. Yeah. Like, Oh, why would I even think that come to find out? everybody has intrusive thoughts. Yeah. They don't belong to us. Mm -hmm. They are floating through space and your brain picks things and you get to decide if you're going to keep it or not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I learned that when I started uh, my minor in religion. Mm -hmm. um, 
when and and mind you growing up it was like don't read other text information you know yeah. no you know you're only supposed to be reading the watchtower publication oh you can't read anything else they don't but... encourage any extra education any extra wow. yeah don't if you're spending time reading a book on anything rocks yeah that's wrong you should be preaching Mm. Oh. so all of the times that I was so when I finally you know went to put myself through community college I was a single mom I'd left my abusive husband mm -hmm. and I just dove in and when I got to like Taoism and Taoism and Buddhism mm -hmm. and all the all the eastern religions they had so much ancient richness to them and I was yeah. like man that just like feels better mm -hmm. than what I've been doing like what I've been doing feels wrong and like I, like I'm supposed to again. feel shame and I don't think that's why I'm here. No. And so that kind of started in my mid twenties. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when I started introducing meditation and also, um, writing, mm -hmm. when I started writing, um, I, I was able to get things out on the page and then destroy them if I wanted mm -hmm. yeah. or refer to them later or expand on them or just, you know, let it yeah. be or whatever. But I had these options to filter my own thoughts and learn how to identify thoughts mm -hmm. as what they are. Like, this is, this is fear. Like, mm -hmm. thought, you know, negative. Mm -hmm. Thought, positive. And I was able to just slow my brain down and start learning how my own brain worked. Yeah. And accepting anything that came because I can choose which ones make me who I am. Yeah, which ones you keep, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So, and I'm sure. Do you feel like that's been like kind of a roller coaster, or do you feel like that's very consistent for you? Because I feel like I sometimes I'm like riding that, and then mm. other times I'm like, I don't like. I they get away from me, mm. and I'm like come back, and I have to still my mind. I have to turn it completely off. It's like the only way I get recalibrate myself. Yeah, I had to learn one what being dysregulated felt like, mm. mm -hmm. and when it was happening, and how to handle it. And once I learned those, those things, I was able to, I'm, so it's been a roller coaster. And now that I go, oh, wait, I'm just, I'm getting dysregulated or I'm, or I am dysregulated. And then also know how to communicate that mm -hmm. to the people around me mm -hmm. so that they are also aware and that they have the tools to also help me yeah. because we're on a team because yeah. that's what love means yeah. and to trust that that person is going to do the things that we've talked about to help us yeah. as a team and so once i was able to create this world this safe trustworthy loving world for myself by eliminating people who don't know how to do that for me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which is also grief period. You know, yeah. you, you learn like this person, like as much as I love them and I want them in my life, they are not good for me. Like yeah. something in them creates a toxic reaction inside of me and I can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's not good. So you remove things. I mean, it's been a long roller coaster, but now I understand these things. I've accepted them. The people around me know it. They love me. We can all get through it. And I get... <clears throat> The, the moments of dysregulation are less and less and less. And now I can notice it before like just the first hair. And I go, hmm, okay, I'm mm -hmm. going to do these steps yeah. that help me. And then, and now it's very even keel. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it was like tack, 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 tack. And now I'm just sailing. Yeah. So it's fine. Nice. That's what I think.
Yeah, I love that. Thank you for describing that. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think it's a journey. And once you start going down it and you recognize how, what it feels like to have a regulated nervous mm -hmm. system and also to have healthy relationships with people that help you maintain that, mm -hmm. it's like, like not in a bad way, but it's like, that I need to protect my peace. Mm -hmm. I have to do this mm -hmm. for myself and for the others that are around me that do rely on me for mm -hmm. that and that I show up for them too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Another lesson for you, Midian? Mm -hmm. Another lesson? Let's see. Or another I think, advice? Yeah, well, uh, probably um, there was a lot of shame mm -hmm. in growing up Catholic, I felt like. So yeah. I was always telling myself stories about what people thought of me mm. all the time like and I'm assuming negative stories yeah yeah mm. so um just a lot of shame and sorry uh oh it's 11 11 whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead yeah <laughs> so just learning to let go of that and not assigning it to one of the things I remember I used to repeat this on a daily basis how others view me is not doesn't should not determine how I view myself mm -hmm. right to be like if they don't like me that's not my and what it ended up being is just in my head mm -hmm. yeah. mostly I'm just telling myself stories and making things up for other people mm. you know and mm -hmm. it wasn't that it wasn't factual no lots of the time sometimes it was but <laughs> Yeah. Well, and you're also highly sensitive. We've talked about this a lot. Mm -hmm. A highly sensitive person. So sometimes when someone does, their energy changes around us, especially in a negative direction. Mm -hmm. It's hard to not create a story about mm -hmm. why that's that true. occurred. That's true. Right. That's very. But true. that's also a survival that yeah. that served you when you were young. You're right. When you were developing, it served you. I was self-protecting. If, if you had adults who didn't understand how to dis how to re-regulate themselves, you had to be on point to kind of feel and i'm just saying this no that's, I, that's, that's how i feel totally in my, true. my upbringing yeah. there were nine kids in my family and multiple parents and just like whatever was going on not yeah. polygamy but just step parents that's mormons <laughs> some mormons a small sect yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like you have to be on your toes because you have to feel those shifts otherwise somebody might like mm -hmm. you know then you have to deal with mm -hmm. the outcome of that so that's not even part of who your You're right. core being is. No. That was just something you learned. Yeah. Totally. 100%. Absolutely. Well, and when we learn that and then we incorporate that, then it's like, then it translates into all of our other relationships too. And when we become more social and mm -hmm. we get older, like how our family dynamics definitely then really paint the picture for how we handle social relationships mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. that, friendships. Mm -hmm. and so I think just like being mindful of it. But at what point do you feel like you... Or, like, how do you handle that now? Or, like, even if those stories... Are I talk to her. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it still comes up. I feel it all the time. I just think it's just... Uh, it's just who I am. I just naturally judge myself, I guess, a lot. And then think other people are judging me. Yeah. But I'm learning to let it go. And just talk through it mm -hmm. with my friends and in my own mind. And feel. And f feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because probably more, and I'm just, this is only because I know that the moment that I think of insecure thought and like the reason why I think someone's judging me, it's usually because it's something I judge about myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I, I feel like I almost project that insecurity onto that person. And then because like I'm more cyclically inclined, I feel like then I insert that thought into that person mm -hmm. and then they do things about me. And then yeah. I'm like, 
damn, I just, I actually, cre yeah, I you created create it. Yeah. I created you, the whole exactly. situation. Yeah. And it's like, why could I not neutralize myself to be able to take a step back or the thought and the, what I'm creating? Why not it be something that is actually like beneficial or positive towards me right. and towards myself? Like I need to be like, I have to rein it back mm -hmm. in. Yeah. It is a lot of self creation. Mm -hmm. Cause then it's we like manifest it. Yeah. Self-fulfilling yes. prophecy. There you go. I was like, why can't I yeah. say that? But yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's projection. Mm -hmm. And, and even if, if you have this inner narrative, this inner critic that's constantly going, well, you're blah, 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 blah you project that onto the person yeah. naturally you're going to find things yes. that that uh solidify that that's real yeah totally. and so it's this horrible cycle so it's just like recognizing are they actually doing that or am i just making them yeah them? like yeah. let me step back for a sec <laughs> or am i picking out mm -hmm. evidence to support what mm -hmm. i believe mm -hmm. to be true mm -hmm. and that is but that's like such because that takes awareness it takes stepping back mm -hmm. it takes all these things mm -hmm. to be like and like what truth do i want what picture do i want to paint do mm -hmm. i want to paint mm -hmm. one where they like love me and like support me mm -hmm. like do i want to think about that or do i want to think of the opposite yeah which it's hard but then also then when people the motherfuckers are fucking with you right. and they are judging you or they are being hurtful yeah. it's like how do you not then how do you handle that love mm -hmm. even if it's agape love yeah. is not confusing mm. if you are confused by someone's actions and you ask for clarity in a mature respectful loving way and yeah. they cannot give you clarity they are fucking with you Mm -hmm. plain and simple i've learned that <laughs> and then it's like how, then do you like just like talking through this like do you then remove yourself yeah yeah because i think that there's no other like if they're not prepared or mature or equipped to be able to do that it's like this is only going yeah. to continue to create a cycle that is unhealthy for both of us mm -hmm. but mind you don't shun them yeah. shunning you know blocking somebody out ghosting them it's appropriate to say hey look you know like i feel like i don't have clarity in this situation and it's causing me a lot of stress and it's not something that i'm benefiting from at this moment yeah. and i feel like you know i'm going a different direction and i've enjoyed our time together you know i appreciate you as a human but like i'm i'm gonna go ahead and go this other route yeah. and if you you know get to a point where you feel like you could re-enter my world yeah. and be at the level that i'm I'm requesting and, and have that that accountability to me, then mm -hmm. I would love to rekindle Same. this friendship or yeah. whatever. But yeah. at this time, like this isn't serving me. No. And and it's gonna be better for both of us if I just make this decision to end this. Yeah. yeah. Well and I think that there's so much beauty and then there is clarity for mm -hmm. both sides. What's occurring and why it's occurring. Mm-hmm. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. yeah. Living that. <laughs> living, living that. Yeah. Yeah, we talked a lot about that yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. Man, it keeps coming up, though. Because mm -hmm. it's hard to not um, absorb what's going on around us. Mm -hmm. I, I think I have to, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes I do it to a fault mm -hmm. to where I'm like, oh no, they didn't mean it that way. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to, they're fine. Like they, they, their intentions As were pure. Assumptions that. Yeah. Like, oh, cause I'm, you want to believe, you want to think the best. Have, like, yeah. I want to mm -hmm. believe the best yeah. of people. But then I, that's the harder part that when, once I recognize that's not actually the case mm -hmm. and it becomes very clear. And usually like that mm -hmm. is usually takes too long for it to become mm -hmm. very clear. Well, and we talked about it, it yeah. takes energy yeah. from, like trying to keep it going and yeah. figure them out or whatever. It takes mm -hmm. a lot of your own energy when you could be putting that energy into something better. 
Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Okay. Now I remember exactly yeah. the conversation you're talking about. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> when I first started dating Zach, um, I remember a few different times he would just straight up go, is that a passive aggressive way of asking me this and that? And I'd go, yeah, 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 sure is. Yeah, sure. And is. then he'd go, oh, okay. And he go, well, I can just answer the question, you know, that you're actually asking. And I go, that, that'd be great. That's what I love about Zach. That'd be great. Yeah. And then he'd answer it and I go, okay, well, I feel better. Thanks for all that. <laughs> but see, the passive aggressive way of asking is we're trying to protect ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Because I do that. I have done that in the mm -hmm. past. It's like, I'm kind of fishing around for an mm -hmm. answer when I could just be direct. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now I'm, I'm at a point where I can just ask yeah. him the most direct question and he answers it and there's clarity and I, yeah. and that's what love feels like. And exactly. that's fabulous to have a partner like that. Mm -hmm. You the, know, the fact that he, instead of being triggered and being responsive mm -hmm. when oh, yeah. that initially came up, yeah. which could have turned into an argument. That's how they usually went. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because I was with people who didn't regulate themselves and they yes. weren't secure in their own being. Mm -hmm. I had dated men who mirrored my insecurities. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I kept going, what's wrong with this situation? Like, why do I keep picking these guys? Like, well, <laughs> so it got to a point where I had to like, I revamped my, myself, you know, like I did a whole revamp and then I went back into the dating world and I was like, nope, 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 nope. You're nice. Okay. Yeah. Let's see where this goes. You know, so it's, but and it felt strange at first, huh? Oh yeah. And I didn't really believe it. I was like, you were like, this isn't, he, he's not real. I was like, this is, this is a fucking ruse, man. What is yeah. going on? I this remember guy you weird. talking about, yeah. He was weird. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, this is bizarre. And you think you found him because you, you changed your energy. Absolutely. Changed. Yeah. And I, I figured out what my boundaries were mm -hmm. in relationships yeah. and what my standards were for myself. And I wasn't ashamed to put those into action. <clears throat> I, I felt them, I'm yeah. worth this. Yeah. I'm a good person. Like no matter what that inner critic had said for 40 years, that's wrong. Yeah. And I do deserve better things. Mm -hmm. I think that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so people are coming into my life that are more in alignment with yeah. who you want mm -hmm. to be. Yes. The relationships that you yeah. have. And to be discerning in how mm -hmm. you pursue it. I think that's the hard part. It's like not taking the breadcrumbs, waiting for the whole yeah. life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, but then also Red recognizing crumb. when the when the bread <laughs> crumb when the <laughs> <when the laughs> arrives, don't psych yourself out. That's the hard part for me. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this seems yeah. terrible. It seems like okay, wait, okay, this could is be undercooked. Undercooked. <laughs> it just needs a little more a little time doughy in, in the center. <laughs> it's a full loaf, but it's not <laughs> not fully proofed yet. <laughs> um, I just was listening to a, another pod, and she was talking like the uh, therapist on it was like, if there's chemistry, this is a bad move, and mm. now. If, like if there's chemistry that's probably trauma bonding more mm -hmm. than it is like love or like something that could form into love what are your thoughts on this i hear that all the time because i love chemistry because though. chemistry i feel like is so like you're like look at someone or you you're yeah, like and you're like, like Ooh. yeah and now yeah. i'm hearing it's bad <laughs> you're like <laughs> so i gotta go out and date people that i have that i look at and i'm just like hey eh. I mean, I heard that too. I know. So what do you think? This is, okay, I'm on this like bandwagon. I'm like, I can have it all. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have this fire. And we're going to help each other regulate our nervous systems at the same time. I don't know if that's possible. And it, I it feels like you my, have to have chemistry and have to have. But the chemist, okay, I will admit the relationship I had where there was chemistry, they were the most toxic of relationships. 
the relationship where I was actually like long term married, there was a little bit of chemistry, but it was more built on trust mm -hmm. and understanding and like a very much like um like a foundational friendship than it was necessarily. That's why I think you got to do that first. Yeah. Be friends. Yeah. For but a long can time. <laughs> can I not want to rip your clothes off? Like so, I think that's a part of it too. There's eight billion people on the planet. Yeah. And the odds of you finding someone who has it all is probably like zero. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. She looks me dead in the eye. It's zero. I mean, just it's real low. It's real and that, that is part of this like understanding that nobody's perfect. We mm -hmm. all have faults. So right now yeah. I'm, I'm reading, um, the four noble truths of love. Oh, yes, yeah. Lovely, lovely. And couldn't have come at a better time. Cause there's these things where you're like, you still can't put the dish towel on the stove handle. Like you yeah. just wad it up on the counter. Like, it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. But does this situation outweigh the balance of our relationship? Mm. Right. No. Yeah. Um, I've, I've said it before when I first saw Zach, I was like, well, he looks like a nice guy. Like I was not extremely attracted to him. He's not my type. He has yeah. totally different vibes than anybody I've ever dated, which have all been shitty. There's a few that were nice. In case you're listening. <laughs> There's a few that were nice people, but just overall, like not yeah. for me. Right. Yeah. But even, you know, he has faults. I have faults. I'm not perfect. Like yeah, you can be attracted to people, but honestly, I kind of feel like attraction that chemistry grows mm -hmm. when you are two individual people with faults that move together in one direction. That's when the chemistry, that. that's actually mm -hmm. like centrifugal force between your, your parallel yeah. goals and your, yeah. yeah. Or trajectory. Yeah. 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 I so. think that makes a lot of sense. And I would definitely say the long, like I was in partnership for 12 years, mm -hmm. that partnership was built from that. Mm -hmm. And then also continued with that. And that's what kept us mm -hmm. intrigued with one another. But there was a plenty of excitement in different ways mm -hmm. that we kept like the spec, but we're both very adventurous people. So mm -hmm. I think that's mm -hmm. how we built it. But I definitely, he was definitely not my like type. Sorry. Mm -hmm. If you listen, definitely <laughs> wasn't my type. He knows this though. We've talked about it. And also that, um, but it was more like I felt really safe with them. He felt yeah. like home, yeah. you know, and there was like a peace that I felt versus necessarily an excitement. Yeah. But yeah. I am now, but then I am like down and determined because I'm like, can I feel at home and safe with mm -hmm. someone while also find that excitement and spark? Well, now mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want chemistry. Please, let's not be chemically tied <laughs> because I want this to work. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> I so I'm like, Anyways, oh, there's no chemistry. Put it out there. You guys, you guys let me know what you think. Cause I'm curious. I really, I, this is something that I'm like diving more into because one of my five checklist items when I date mm. a guy is one of them is always chemistry. Mm. So it's like, can we, do we have um, good conversation? Um, do I feel safe around them? Mm -hmm. Um, do I feel, um, chemistry with them? Do I feel a full body spark when we kiss? Mm. So if we kiss and I don't feel full flames, like mm -hmm. I can't. And then, um, are they someone that I could see build a future with? And then also, um, yeah, or am I, and like, at least like I say like physical attraction is the lowest for mm -hmm. me because I don't, they don't have to be traditionally attracted for me to feel like I have chemistry with them right. by any means. Right. So, but then I was like, do I remove the chemistry? I know. That sounds boring. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'll it see. depends on how you, just how you're placing your value. Like, where are you assigning value? Mm -hmm. And what is the most valuable things within mm -hmm. a relationship? Mm -hmm. Understandable. 
All right, sorry. Last time. We're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Um, That's what's fun, though. I know. I, That's, yeah. I love talking about this It's fun because it's dangerous and, and it can go bad. The it's, chemistry? It's gambling. It chemistry is. is a gamble. So they must have done a big study on it and, mm -hmm. like, did you have chemistry? Yes, we were. It was like fire, and now they're mm -hmm. they hate each other. Mm -hmm. It's like the so fire they must... that burns mm -hmm. both. You know, oh, man. But I think there's a reason. Like, <laughs> I do you think that there's a reason why that exists within the world, and I think there's a time and place for those types of relationships, and I think you learn lessons from those relationships too. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, I think of like the first like guy I really dated. We had extreme chemistry, and like flames always always but we like burned each other multiple times mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. constantly mm -hmm. you know and then yeah I, yeah like, i literally cannot say there was one healthy relationship that started with chemistry mm -hmm. that i've experienced the personally. focus is the focus is um that turned into a friendship though funny it's enough. so yeah. crazy yeah because the last person i really liked standing next to her the energy was insane mm -hmm. yeah like it's and like, she even like, said it like mm -hmm. man standing next to you this is just like being in your presence mm -hmm. yeah and yeah that didn't turn out so great mm -hmm. <laughs> no mm -mm. i always feel like it's just like this this ruse it's you're getting foiled yeah you're getting foiled it's it's a completely different part of your body that's reacting and that part of your body has absolutely no logic yeah. attached to it it can cost you a lot well and it also it leads to limerence oh That's yeah mm -hmm. limerence Ooh. limerence is like um when you are having a fantastical relationship inside your head mm. or body or you know wherever chemistry lives you're having this with somebody who's you know quite unattainable to yeah. you know to a real degree yeah like in a real a realness yeah to actually create a sustainable relationship mm -hmm. that would last yeah a lot mm -hmm. of times chemistry is like you're just thinking about how great it would be mm -hmm. if da, 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 and then mm -hmm. you're like in this world and that person probably you know yeah. like he was just getting oranges in the store like just leave the guy alone like get yeah. out <laughs> and then you're you're home and you're like and then we get married person. and then we do this and then this. right like, oh my god you create a whole that world. guy is married with like 10 kids like you don't even know him what yeah. are you doing like well i felt this chemistry with him he must be for me like it's kind of, it's just to me chemistry is kind of self-absorbed and like a little Ooh. little on the unfocused side it is very unfocused <laughs> i agree I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm not saying she's wrong. Do I? Am I saying that you like it? I like it. <laughs> yes. That is what I'm saying. Do I want? We won't go into detail about the no. things that I think about with the chemistry, but I would have to say that that is something that crosses my because I'm like because I've dated like I've dated a few guys the last couple of years, but I was like, that, how many should I say? I won't say, but <laughs> like there is not a lot, but yeah. But then there's like always time. I'm like, they're so fun. They're so mm. nice. I feel really safe around them. They're cool. Like we have great conversation. I feel like there's a friendship that could bloom from this. And also like I am attracted to them. So I feel like there could be this opportunity for us to like build a relationship. Mm -hmm. But then it's like when I kiss them, mm -hmm. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, eh, well, Check the last box not checked. Yeah, We're but done. like twenty years down the road, are you really like making out with your husband still? Like you might kid, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not yeah. like that part isn't. Well, it's yeah, not like, like a years. real yeah. developed. Actually, but, but maybe that's Kyle. We didn't start that way, but the 
flame burned like harder once we got mm -hmm. older. You and kept we putting together. twigs on it. And yeah, and it, yeah. the fire was stoked, but then yeah. almost it got a little too hot. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and I wonder. Who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? And that's where Bella came from. <laughs> and she is a fiery one. That's funny. Yeah, see, my 17-year my relationship started out, we were just friends for a long time. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we were just, we weren't even thinking about that. Yeah. And then, yeah, 17 years, and then it was very intense, and then, yeah, just kind of, the yeah, flame died. How did that, yeah. You got to keep, you got to work really hard mm -hmm. and keep yeah. communicating True. and going on adventures and just, I feel like just talking, talking you yeah. got to talk it out. Yeah. True. Well, love be honest and yeah. not tell yourself stories about the other yeah. person. I used to always say, like I learned from Bernie Brown, the story I'm telling myself about this is right. this. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Mm -hmm. Or can right. you like put some insight into this? Saint, like, Saint Brene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Less. my I don't think my relationship would have ended if we could have communicated better. Yeah, for sure. Well, love is a living thing. Mm -hmm. Love is living. So if you treat it like you like got it and you don't have to take care of it anymore, yeah, it, it will die. Yeah. What were those little? If you stop watering a plant, it's eventually going to die. Yeah, unless it's a plastic plant. Then can't it's not water. Real you can't water up. Can't. It won't grow. It won't grow. Yep. It'll always stay the same. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's you always. It's a, it's a constant. It's a it's a constant work. It is constant work. You're absolutely right. And it changes. The challenges the change. Changes, as you change, mm -hmm. and the relationship changes. Mm -hmm. And I think once two people change, it's like you have to. I I say you grow together, you grow apart. Mm -hmm. And I think just being really mindful of what direction that is, mm -hmm. and like there's ways to get you back on like in the path with one another like I even I would say like that relationship that like when I was married I still deeply care about him mm -hmm. you know never will mm -hmm. not it just will never I will never not care about him but can I say that we grew apart yes mm -hmm. can I recognize that and see that for what it is mm -hmm. yes does that change like my love for him no right and I think that there's a difference do you think people can be grow apart and still be in a relationship can, a couldn't they, can, can't you yeah I think a lot of people it's, do, but I don't know if it's as fulfilling. It's intention on both ends. Yeah. If both people have the intention that they want to stay together, mm -hmm. sure. Hmm. Is it easy? Probably not. Yeah. No, sounds dramatic. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Last? <laughs> Last lesson. <laughs> Last lesson. We're okay. back on track. Let's see how I want to say it. Mm -hmm. um, there are many... There's a multitude of existential truths mm -hmm. and we are in a multidimensional existence. Mm -hmm. And if I had solidly told myself that, because at, at 21, I knew that felt true, but I didn't know if it was true. And I was scared to even consider if it was true and what it meant. And now I could go back to myself and be like, you're absolutely right. There is a multitude of existential truths. And this is a multi-level, multi-universal mm -hmm. deal going on. So yeah. just like accept it. And to understand that also means that you can swallow the fact that there are bad <clears throat> entities that feed on fear and scarcity. Mm -hmm. And that there are loving entities that surround you 
with protection when you focus on love and abundance. And that is an absolute truth in all of the variables. Yeah. Yeah. As far as I've studied and learned. Yeah. Which minor in religion, do you feel like you found that within religious texts or is that something that you felt like you experienced firsthand? Um, I would say through spirituality rather than religious texts, Mm -hmm. but I would say that in order to find my spirituality, I had to dissect all religious texts. Yeah. And some of them support that thinking and some of them um, use that line of thinking Mm -hmm. in a different narrative for control and to keep fear and scarcity in your mind. Um, And they, you know, they twist it and trick you certain, Mm -hmm. certain religious texts. But when you study all of them and you really try to encompass the general the general golden rule through all of it is that fear and scarcity keeps people oppressed and and that is yeah and that exists simultaneously and will always exist simultaneously Mm -hmm. with love and abundance and it's your choice you get to choose your own Mm -hmm. reality Mm -hmm. and and i had chosen for uh, over a decade to live on teeter on nihilism which is a very scary place to be and it's and all it brought was more nihilistic things. Yeah. And so when I decided I don't want to be there anymore, I feel, you know, there, I was on the fence because I always felt this tug of light. Yeah. And so when I fully dove into the light and left the fear and scarcity behind is when I started to succeed at more than just, mm. you know, finances, more than just my family, more than relationships, more than just all of it, my art, my, my expression, my self-expression, you know, learning to move my own body and express myself in my own body and, you know, harness my own emotions. And all of it came when I left the fear and scarcity mindset. Yeah. Was there, how did you necessarily make that transition? Over like 30 years of really hard thinking and I've always liked talking about things. Um, I've read a lot. I read a lot. Um, I didn't like reading growing up. And of course, I was taught to not read anything but the Watchtower publications. But um, I secretly read stuff. My dad had an antique shop. There was ancient books all the time. Ancient Egyptian papyrus texts. You know, like all sorts of stuff that I was going like, man, I have such a Mm narrow-minded, closed-minded shallow surface existence here but then I go to my dad's this other part of my life that is this world of Mm -hmm. antiquities and information and like real things and ancient truths oh man yeah and that dichotomy was really confusing growing up um but I think that if I hadn't had that who knows what kind of person I'd be and if I didn't have the family I had like I have um three mentally ill brothers well four four mentally ill brothers um so schizophrenia was really uh-huh. like that marginal thinking and yeah. being able to follow that line yeah. is actually more spiritual than many of the men that stood on the podium at the yeah. church I went to. Yeah. You know, listening to a schizophrenic mm-hmm. spiral takes you to a lot of places if you're willing to go there with them. Yeah. Mm. And Which I learned a lot. Which can kind of be eye-opening because at least like I think that there's this negative connotation that goes along with any type of mental illness but I think that there can be some truth to what there's a lot of truth Mm -hmm. there's a lot of truth and it's like they just needed like almost to rein it in Mm -hmm. to be able to pull it back in Mm -hmm. and to keep their feet on the ground Mm -hmm. at the same time yeah they're definitely stuck between two realms like they they are 
they are these, um, you know, like ancient two-spirit people, you know, people who can encompass uh, both male and female. They were treated with high regards in their communities and their yeah. culture throughout many different uh, cultures. And the same with these mentally ill people that have the ability to live on this ethereal spiritual plane while also coexisting with humans yeah. in this world. Mm -hmm. And and it scares people. Yeah. Any kind of mental illness, um, like we push things to the margin. We push all the stuff in the basement. We push it out to the storage unit. We put it in the attic. We put insane asylums way off of the you know, yeah. main streets, like we, from everyone yeah, else, we just right? push it all to the side, but that doesn't mean that they don't exist. No. And, and they've always existed. Of course they have. And, and so it's like, why don't you learn from it mm -hmm. and give them, give it a safe space to, to be nourished and to, you know, mm -hmm. and to actually honor that because you can learn a lot if you just sit there and listen. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why not we use it as a way to be able mm -hmm. to expand our awareness right. by mm -hmm. listening to someone who doesn't think like everybody else. Right. Thank you so much for sharing. You're welcome. And I love all of the truths that you found. And I think that a lot of people will benefit from hearing that perspective and just like noodling on it a little yeah. bit themselves. Noodle. Noodle, noodle on, on that noodle, noodle on the marginal thoughts yes <laughs> <laughs> and then Susie, what's your last my one? last one it was is not to take everything so personal mm. and i think it goes back to what you're saying is that everyone has their own truths and just because they're speaking their truth doesn't mean i need to make it mine and take it take it so personal because mm -hmm. i did take a lot of things like oh man they're like they don't like me and i'm taking it very personal but they, yeah mm -hmm. so so holding space for other people's observances. Yeah, it's just, I, yeah. I mean, because like what you just talked about, everyone has their own truth. Mm. And it doesn't make it right or wrong. But I, but I always took it very personal mm. if I thought it was, you know, something they were saying towards me. When they like, really weren't. <laughs> or like if they didn't agree with something that yeah. you agreed with, like you would say, oh, you're trying to make my opinion less. Yeah. Like yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. So, yeah. It all, and it all pretty much ties in, huh? Mm -hmm. Part things personal, the shame and not being truthful to me. Mm. All those, mm -hmm. my three. So, yeah. yeah. Well, when you're, when you're a natural, uh, when you've naturally developed to be a people pleaser, if somebody has something that goes against, like if there's a complaint or something yeah. opposing, you take it to this aspect of like, you're not doing your job as exactly. a people pleaser well enough. Mm -hmm. Oh Which, my gosh. See why I hang out with you? I don't know. That's, that's why I hate. Yeah. I it's, she always brings it back and it, there's a reason behind it. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. So of course I would take it personal because I am a people pleaser big time. And I'm like, how can I fix that to make... Mm -hmm to make them happy. But the truth about relationships is that they can, they can coexist. Like two people's opinions yeah. aren't mutually exclusive. Like right. You can both like, you can both agree to disagree truth. or, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever, where you're like, okay, well I see where you're coming from. And that's, that's when you hold the space. Right. And you separate it from yourself and your value. Like your, your entire value isn't wrapped up in someone else's opinion of you. So you right. have to take that space to, to analyze that moment and go like, okay, well, they are allowed to have that feeling. And yeah, what was that book that we, that I listened to and you read? Um, um he was talking about that's their truth. Oh, they, Ashadia. Yeah. Adia Shanti. Yeah. Adia Shanti. Mm -hmm. That was a good book. And that, mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. They have their truth. You have your truth. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and holding space and being mm -hmm. respectful. And mm -hmm. then also, you know, when you hold space, you're able to listen to what they're saying and, and yeah. keep it separate from yourself, but also integrate anything mm -hmm. that could make you a better person. Mm -hmm. And don't take it so personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just because they have a truth that's different than yours doesn't make yours less valuable right. or less real. Yeah. And then also that you can support one another and that and they're held there to expand. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like when there's differing opinions that actually breeds a like environment mm -hmm. where people can grow and yeah. be able to learn something new that maybe in the or look at a perspective in the way you haven't done before. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And there's I love that. I love the differing of opinions. I think that that's what the beauty I think that's yeah. actually why we're supposed to be so we we're meant to be individuals. Yeah. That's, and that's where yeah, that's where my growth has really it's began this last few years is that just, mm -hmm. you know, learning not to not take things personal and that everyone has their own truth and then just really listening and talking it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's diversity for you too. Yeah. Some things are culturally different. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean that one's Very wrong and one's not wrong. Right. Well, and like um, social norms, I think is something that doesn't mm -hmm. get discussed as much. There are just societal and social norms that we then decide are absolutes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because someone was raised a certain way and that that's their like norm doesn't make that my norm as well. Mm -hmm. And then my norm isn't different, like less than I am. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I worked in, um, growing up mix. I remember I was in like, um, a conversation with someone and I described, I said something in a certain way and they kind of looked out on me and then like, mm. then were kind of like disrespectful to me afterwards. And like, kind of like would like push my opinion to the side afterwards. Mm. And I was like, it was such an instant shift that mm -hmm. I was like, this literally is attributed to the fact that now, you know, that like, I like have grown up from a more diverse background mm. or, and I was like, but then I was like, I felt shame around it. Then I was like, mm -hmm. oh, now I need to hide that version of who I am so that I'm able to be respected and seen in a mm -hmm. positive light within my work environment. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, no. And then I was like, no, fuck. And then I got mm -hmm. very rebellious because then Fair was like, oh, I'm going to like almost be like pushed into submission. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. as I do, at the opposite occurs. And then I like yeah. try to, it doesn't work. And then I'm like not honoring my truth. So then I do the opposite of it. And it's like, because like, you're just because this was the way you were raised doesn't mm -hmm. mean that this is how I should behave. And also it doesn't make me any, um, I'm not inferior because mm -hmm. of this. And I think there is this constant inferior superiority mm -hmm. complex that occurs within our society. And a lot of it's associated with race and upbringing too. Mm -hmm. So anyways, mm -hmm. but honor your truth, boo. Mm -hmm. Cause you have so much to offer and you're such a brilliant light. You are a fucking rock star. We were just mm -hmm. talking about this. You are a fucking rock star. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that there's so many people that could appreciate. And I think, um, benefit from hearing your perspective and what you have to bring to the Thank world. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's very true. Ditto. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I want to Stacey's like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I was like, oh. we're going to have such a good conversation. Mm -hmm. I know it's going to be amazing. You got stuff to offer. Yeah, okay. so much. Mm -hmm. Both of you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. It sincerely meant the world to me. Yeah, I was like you. very excited to be able to have this. <laughs> and I knew there was going to be like, I didn't know where the conversation was going to go. <laughs> but I was like, no matter what, I know that it'll be something of value. Yeah. And that people will be able to like, hopefully pull a few things from it. And Thank you all for listening and thank you for being in here that like listening all the way through and mm -hmm. if there's anything that jumps out at you or something that you really took away that you're holding close to your heart please share it i love to hear those things and it's really just affirming that this is something that is beneficial for everyone for me to be able to like share with like-minded individuals but then also for them to share their perspective and for us to create a community around it so 
Thank you. And if you want to find these two lovely ladies, where can you find them? Where should they connect with you? Hey. Uh, I am PNW Stacy, Pacific Northwest Stacy on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So, catch on the gram. yeah, catch mm -hmm. me on the gram. Yeah, the Instagram. The Instagram. the Instagram is probably the best for me as well. And I'm uh, J.D. Artie, which is A-A-R-D-E. Yes. Not easy to remember, so. <laughs> I'll put it in the And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. See, um, hopefully they'll come back and we'll do another episode on existential truths. Yeah, man. Woo. We could go four hours for that. Or we can talk about our pets too. Oh, <laughs> we can bring them. We can bring them. They could have a little. That. They could knock we the can camera have a over. Dance. Can we do like a dance? Okay. Okay. I'm just thinking, I was, thinking of I was like, can we do a dance session? And then, because I was doing dancing, so at the end we yeah. would do a little like I put on music and we would like us uh, out, or at the beginning is like a way to like loosen up before we uh, start the conversation. Yeah. Um, and so then I was just thinking about this too. And then I was thinking of Stacey dancing and us dancing, and how like we would all just be like doing something totally different, but it'd be like so. Bad. No. Uh, we'll see where this goes. We'll see. Love, peace, and love. Love you.